From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm AJM Bell. This is Zoom Room. A youth-produced podcast where we zoom into different themes or topics through interviews and conversations relevant to us. The youth of Alaska. Ashley Young. My name is Ashley Young. And my Shlinget name is Nashawu. Ashley Young is a singer-songwriter originally from Yakutat, now based in Anchorage. In the spring, she toured with the band Medium Build. Earlier this fall, she went on tour in the Pacific Northwest with fellow musicians Tuss and Zane Penny. You might recall Zane talking about the tour in the previous episode. Ashley stopped by the Abbey Studios to sit down with producer Roy McCowan. In their extended conversation, she talks about the role her indigeneity plays in her music, shares stories from the road, and much more. And she brought her guitar along to play some songs. Before we get into the interview, let's hear some of Ashley's music. Here is a song, Secrets. See you. 
you did introduce yourself just now in Clinket. Um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'm also Clinket. Very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kua, you cut through us Represent. Yeah. Um, so what clan are you? I see that you have a raven mm-hmm. yeah. on your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kwashka Kwan from Yakutat. Um, I'm of the raven moiety, and uh, my house is this hit. Oh, cool. Yeah, half awesome. moon house. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess my first question really is that like, how do you think being Clinket or being indigenous factors into your music or your daily life? I find myself to be a really spiritual person, really in touch with my feelings. And mm-hmm. just I am really sensitive to energy. And um, I, I just I didn't. I wasn't raised with a strong sense of culture, but when I started to seek it out, it just all really started to kind of flow through me. I was a visual artist, or I am a visual artist, but I was studying sculpture in college. And there was just this period of time where I found all of these books in the library. There was this huge section of Alaska Native culture. And, um, I just started diving in and trying to like find my family crest and like any photos from Yakata and mm-hmm. it just when I was sculpting like I just started to I couldn't help but create all of these like textures and stuff that were reminiscent of the beaches on in Yakata and um so I just think it's always kind of this feeling that I have that I want to be more connected because it's like a way to honor the people that came before us. And, um, but, but really when I'm writing music, it's about what I'm thinking about at the moment. So, I mean, my EP was about, um, you know, leaving a long-term relationship and leaving a home that I'd known of 13 years and leaving my teaching career. Mm -hmm. And, um, as I get further from that and more healed, my music starts to become a representation of like this sense of home because I lived away in Boise, mm-hmm. Idaho for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I spent most of my life in Anchorage. And so being back in Alaska and closer to homelands is like just heavily on my mind all the time. And so a sense of home and a sense of purpose is really um, starting to seep its way into my music, like as I find healing. So Ed Washington and I are working on a song right now. He's producing it. And I actually, um, I hope that we'll release that late fall, early winter. And I included a Schlinget word in um, one of the verses. Oh my gosh. Which is something that I want to lean into a lot more because eventually I want my platform to benefit indigenous language learners. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. I also noticed that you wear a lot of like sort of indigenous um, like jewelry. Um, and first of all, I really like it. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> um, you noticed, uh, you said earlier that you um, 
got your necklace that you're wearing right now at uh, Aqua Rock. Yeah. Um, are there any other like creators that you want to shout out or like people that you know? Because personally, I would like to get yeah. some. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let me take out my Instagram note. Um, so Moon Tour is one of my favorite makers. She is actually from Yakutat. That's what kind of makes our connection so special. Yeah. And we're, we're kind of like cousins. Mm-hmm. Cousins don't actually like exist in our tribe. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, we call each other cousin, like with Zs. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. No, I totally. <laughs> but we are actually related. Yeah. And um, she, I've purchased a pair of her earrings. And then she actually gifted me a pair because she just loves that I would wear them on stage. Mm-hmm. And um i wear her earrings constantly yeah another maker that i love that i wear often is lily hope mm-hmm. whom you probably know yeah um she's also singer and she gifted me a pair at Ock rock <sighs> as well <laughs> i just feel so lucky yeah i have these massive round copper earrings from um this maker woodland thunder i can't remember what tribe he's from but he mm. he lives um he lives somewhere in the lower 48s cool so but he does some really cool work and you know copper is like really important yeah, to our yeah. tribe so who else man i wish i could even i i saved the card of the person who made mm-hmm. the necklace that i'm wearing um but she was selling at Ock rock and i wore this on stage for the show. I also wore at Ock Rock Busy Beaver beadwork. Oh, cool. My yeah. friend Erica, she lives in Juneau and she's also Tlinget. Man, I've got a bunch. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't <laughs> know. Can we check can the tags on the yeah, post yeah, later? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a list. Definitely. I can try to find some on my Instagram too. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so you mentioned that you wear a lot of these. Um, a lot of this jewelry on stage is do you think is it like important for you to have like a piece of your culture with you while you're performing I think it's really important to represent our people Mm -hmm. so I you know yes I do feel like there is this spiritual intention that I have on stage when I am wearing that jewelry because I know who's making them and I know what good energy they were made with and a lot of them are custom pieces that I've bought and so they they definitely help me like you know push forward my personal style Mm -hmm. while also just like giving me good positive loving energy but I also love to just be like repping (laughs) indigenous makers so that later I can be like I mean Ock Rock I think I wore like three pairs of earrings I just have a lot of space on my ears (laughs) just making as much room as possible loaded up yeah that's awesome I'm sure that like as a musician you kind of have to like promote yourself as particularly as an up-and-coming musician when you're performing on tour or just like hanging out and like trying to get people to listen to your music so how do you um like introduce yourself in your music when you're trying to represent yourself as an artist like, is there like a like a phrase or um, like a, a descriptor of your music that you would like to use? It's kind of 
So, I mean, it's something that's like always in the works, you mm -hmm. know, I definitely will emphasize on like, I mean, if we're saying like I'm writing a bio about mm -hmm. myself or something like that, I like to point out to people that it's like my voice that is my most important instrument mm -hmm. and something that people will remember the most. Yeah. I mean, as far as like genre goes, mm -hmm. that's really hard to yeah to pin down mm -hmm. because I just um I I have plenty of influences you know so I <clears throat> I've always considered myself to be like a soulful singer I, I don't know as a sound as far as sound goes I guess I have like more recording and releasing to do before mm -hmm. I can really pin that down I emphasize the idea though that I write about love loss mm -hmm. and change and mm -hmm. growth yeah a lot of the time I'm thinking about relationships mm -hmm. whether that's platonic or romantic but mm -hmm. let's be real most of the time romantic <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely a common theme <laughs> I mean I'm just always like going from my journal straight to my guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. I just, it, it's really music, right? Writing music for me started as a reflection, a, a way to reflect on the way that I was feeling. I really actually wasn't setting out to create an album. When I wrote mm -hmm. my EP, I wasn't yeah. like, I'm going to make, I want to make some songs. Yeah. I was freaking sad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in a crisis and I needed to process what yeah. was going on with yeah. me. And so I am more of a storyteller, mm -hmm. I guess, who just, you know, happens to like love to sing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Do you have any, like, favorite songs? I guess, I mean, I'm assuming that you like a lot of your songs, but do you have any, like, favorite lyrics that stand out to you? Mm. Some of my favorite lyrics that I've written. Yeah. Or just up by anybody. I mean, yeah. shout out some creators. Oh. Shout out some artists. <laughs> I don't know. Whoa. Oh, anyone not mine? Any <laughs> or you could just do it yourself. It's okay. Open-ended question. I have something that came to mind. While I was contemplating said breakup mm -hmm. in 2020, mm -hmm. I was listening a lot to Hannah Cohen's album, Welcome Home. And the album opens with, this is your life. Don't let it just happen to you. Whoa. And the first time I heard that, it was like, I just started bawling in my car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I was comfortable in a relationship with a partner of six years who'd been my best friend of 15 mm -hmm. and we loved each other. I mean, we had a we had a healthy relationship. There really was not something that was there was no abuse. There was mm -hmm. no there was nothing that needed to be ran from. But what I started to notice in myself was stagnation, a lack mm. of growth and frustration with kind of um, his his inability to, or his lack of effort to grow, mm -hmm. 
even when it was kind of suggested to him and you know no one can be told what to do and I and I never wanted to to tell him what to do but it was Mm -hmm. I just kind of expected out of a partner that we'd want to grow together and so when I heard those lyrics it was really revealing to me Mm -hmm. because you know we hear we hear a lyric and we will apply it to our to our own lives and Mm -hmm. for that I just was like that was that was my message this is this is my time this is my life this is this is the way that I'm spending this time on earth and you know I kind of I need to be more deliberate Mm -hmm. about the way that I'm spending it yeah I've actually I don't think I've ever heard of Hannah Cohen that's so cool yeah that whole album is was I think like every track was on my top listened to that year like in the top yeah, 20 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i've definitely was, been there i was like her her hit from that album was called is called dissolving and i was just like minding my own freaking business working at my computer as a teacher at the time high school oh, whoa, teacher yeah, yeah. and i um it, it just came on a radio and i just started to sob I would, like I just the song was going I really was like passively listening yeah. to it and something that she said in that song just like ugh got yeah, me yeah. in the gut you know and <laughs> and so um yeah when I when I dove into that it was the rest of the album yeah very moving yeah very good that's so great thank you so mm-hmm. much for sharing that would you consider Hannah Cohen or like who I guess who would you consider your biggest influences in music or in life Hannah Cohen is someone that I was listening to a lot while I was learning guitar mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like, I think Faye Webster was another artist mm. I was listening to a lot. Uh, at that time, I was also listening to a lot of like old country, mm-hmm. like Dolly Parton. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the, this artist, Jessica Pratt. Uh, not an old country artist, but just another um, kind of, I don't know what category you'd put like mm-hmm. Faye Webster into. It's kind of like uh, folky a little bit, yeah. but like guitar forward, you know, mm-hmm. because I was kind of suddenly interested in, in hearing a lot of examples of what I could like do with the instrument that mm-hmm. I was learning. Yeah. As far as singing goes, I am really strongly influenced by Napalm from Hiatus Coyote. They're my favorite band. And I think that they're a little bit less known as well. Yeah. But there are a couple. Um, so there's this song that's, I mean, and I don't listen to Drake. Okay, but there, yeah. I, I really don't. But he, but he um, samples one of her songs. And if if anyone listens, listens they might recognize is it the strain of your fearless overthrowing your pain? So that's yeah. that's in the the intro of a Drake song. I don't don't ask me what album. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's fine. But that's my girl. That's yeah. Napalm. <laughs> and um, they're from Australia. She oh, um, so they're cool. kind of like future soul. Yeah. Neo soul. So I mean, um, inspirations that we share are like Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrice Russian is a really important like soul artist for me. Yeah. And um, Shaka Khan, 
honestly. Destiny's Child was um, the writings on the wall is my first album that I ever owned. And oh so gosh. I just remember like I thought, I don't know, I was thinking like first grade or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, <laughs> and I wanted to be able to do the riffs so bad. Yeah. And my whole life I've been trying to get to that point. And, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> no, I, and yeah. so there are times where I think that like the intervals that I do in my voice, I think are, are like Beyonce inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's, they're, they're really important to me. I've listened to a lot of Yakimi Nagano. I mean, from Little Dragon, that's the lead singer. Oh, getting no, I'm gonna send you a playlist. I, yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> definitely do. Yeah, I definitely have listened to a lot of of Little Dragon. Been heavily inspired by them. Yeah, just um, 60s, 70s, 80s female soul mm-hmm. ha- has been really important to me, and um, yeah, I. And I think that kind of just has like, those are like the roots. Cause you know, I, mm. I, I have a lot of like songs that I think I listen to on repeat and I'm just plagued by like Spotify that I can't whip out their names right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm, I'm influenced by a lot of music that I'm listening to, but man, I, I don't really know. But what I do know is that we share a lot of those early mm-hmm. influences. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Billie Holiday was one of my earliest inspirations there was this movie Karina Karina that I watched uh-huh. and it had just like a lot of old jazz in it mm-hmm. I was in I don't know kindergarten first mm-hmm. second grade something like that the first time I seen that movie and I was just so I love Billie Holiday's like her vibrato and mm-hmm. just the warmth of her tone made a huge impact on me yeah. at a really young age. And so I'm deeply rooted in like jazz mm-hmm. too, which are the even earlier inspirations for like those soul singers that yeah, I was saying. So yeah, if we just yeah. keep digging, you, just, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm really grateful to really mostly um, a lot of incredible black artists who were, mm-hmm. who were singing jazz and um, you know, just pushing through against all odds, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just really grateful to have, to be able to listen to like Billie Holiday. Ella Fitzgerald is mm-hmm. another yeah. big vocal inspiration for me. Yeah. I love Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. yeah. My too. mom, my, I'm going to talk about my family later on. Cause yeah. we all, my family and I, we all love music. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom and I listen to Ella Fitzgerald and, God, what is his name? Louis Armstrong. Um, yep, mm-hmm. Louis Armstrong. Yeah, they're so oh, so talented. Yeah, Ella and Louis have an album that I really love. I I I think they have a couple together, but the album might just be called Ella and Louis. And it's all they're all some of my favorite mm-hmm. jazz tracks that like I come back to again and again and again. I did jazz choir in high school Mm -hmm. middle school and high school and yeah a lot of the jazz standards are like really important to me I saw on your Instagram because I was maybe stalking you (laughs) just a little bit um in preparation for this that you recently as in like last week finished with a 
do-it-yourself tour. Yes. Can you talk about that? I would love to. Yeah. It was the most rewarding experience of my musical career yeah. so far. I mean, I started performing in 2011 or 2012, somewhere around there. And I, as you know, went on tour with Medium Build in mm -hmm. April. I got to support his West Coast leg. And it's kind of an experiment when you do mm -hmm. that. Like, am I going to like this lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Am I, is my body going to hold up well energetically? Is my immunity going to be chill? Mm -hmm. You know, and that was only four shows. But I booked seven for this one, which took seven and a half months Whoa. to to book yeah or, you know from the point that I started booking until we'd completed the shows okay. um so I give myself six months to book and what I did is I just went online and I googled the cities mm -hmm. I mean after creating a route that I thought made sense yeah you know because you got to make sure that like you're giving yourself good drive time mm -hmm. and once I'd established a route I just went and looked at each city and just Googled venues. Mm -hmm. And then you, what you have to do from there is like figure out what their capacities are. You know, is it going to make sense for an artist as small as me to play a 350 cap? No. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to book me mm -hmm. and it's going to feel empty and awkward if they do. Yeah. You know, so I was looking for the smallest venues possible you have to check their calendars and make mm -hmm. sure that they're not booked already on mm -hmm. those dates and it's just a lot of moving pieces and a lot of back and forth too because even when you start at six months I mean a lot of venues are booking out three to six months so yeah um you request a, a hold from them and say hey I want to um basically get, get in line for mm. this date um, because someone else might be in line and then they'll, you know, it's just kind of this back and forth and checking yeah. back in and saying, Hey, I'm ready to book this. If you are, has that other artist, mm -hmm. um, confirmed with you yet. And it was, it was all new. I was just kind of making it up as I mm -hmm. went and <laughs> somehow pulled it off. There's one show that we did not end up booking, which was a date between, Portland and Boise we wanted to do a midway stop or kind of maybe slightly out of the way Eugene Corvallis mm -hmm. something like that um but I am we're really happy with the way that mm -hmm. it that it ended up yeah so we started in Seattle <clears throat> and um I did a so far sounds show there so I got an, I did an extra show in Seattle mm -hmm. um aside from the tour um but we got to stay in the, I'm about to say something like so random yeah. sounding. Yeah. <laughs> Macklemore's lake house. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're joking. I mean, do you know St. Dion? St. Dion is mm -mm. an artist from Anchorage. Definitely look him up. Mm -hmm. He lives in Seattle now, but this is his home. And he's just, he's performing over he there. He lives no. in Macklemore's Lake. No, he doesn't live in Macklemore's Lake House. Okay. They're friends. Okay. So Amari St. Dion is, is Macklemore's friend. Okay. And his wife, Trisha, gave us a lot of support for uh -huh. this tour. And we, um, so we got to stay in their lake house for the Washington dates. She, oh, cool. she let us use... Um, they're one of their extra vehicles for the tour. And um, 
she most amazingly paid for our plane tickets to and from the States. So there was just, I mean, and the generosity and kindness, even if not financial, like that just like never ended Mm -hmm. for this tour. And it was, it's just, I mean, like disbelief because, Mm -hmm. you know, when I booked this, I mean, you think I was not planning on, I was planning on buying my plane ticket. I was planning on renting a car. Or, you know, initially we're going to, like, borrow friends. And, I mean, we're going to be rough in it. I was mm-hmm. like, this is going to be ramen noodles <laughs> and sleeping on floors. And, you know, like, we just got so – I just – I keep wanting to say lucky because I don't really think there's, like, a better word yeah. in the English language because I don't really see it as luck. I see it as an exchange of – positive energy mm-hmm. because everyone that I was traveling with Zane Penny mm-hmm. Huss um, our friend Maeve who ran merch Charlie yeah um, and uh, a, a, a few of our other friends came through Justin uh, Carino he's an artist in town too our friend Ethan just everyone that came was such positive energy and like and everyone was kind to each other and helpful and you just get I mean I was about to say lucky again but it's like yeah that many people traveling together is kind of bound to fray Mm -hmm. yeah and it just never did that's so great so we had so much fun we all grew as musicians and I just I think a lot of that was thanks to Trisha because we weren't worried about money, even though we planned on losing money. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not plan on making money or breaking even mm-hmm. at all initially because it wasn't about, it was, it's yeah. literally never been about money for us. But we got to focus on connection. We got to focus on building relationships with each mm-hmm. other and with everyone that we met in all these cities and on the art. Mm-hmm. And that was why she wanted to share with us yeah. is because she's just someone who really believes in boosting up um you know budding artists and it 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 just further instilled this sense of community in me because Mm -hmm. all of us I mean Ron our photographer who came with us on this trip without pay he can't he just he really wanted to do a tour yeah and he was just like I, I yeah I want to do this can I come but Trisha paid for his plane ticket too wow and he just worked so much harder than all of us because he'd be shooting on our downtime he'd be shooting during the shows because you know he wanted like some b-roll yeah, footage yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he also wanted performance footage and then after the show like we're all relaxing kicking it yeah, resting our yeah. Resting our feet and our, mm-hmm. our fingers and our voices. Mm-hmm. And he'd be editing until yeah. 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. So he kicks ass. Yeah. He's a super hard worker. <laughs> yeah, And he actually was offered an opportunity um, from Trisha to like work on. I'm not certain of what the exact project is, but she was like, she could see his hard work mm-hmm. and was like, I want to use you for I think a festival or something like that and so he was stoked and we were like so stoked for him too because these are like our people I think about artists like we all 
need each other. It's this symbiotic relationship Mm -hmm. where he was documenting the tour for us and making sure that like everyone could see like what was going on. Um, And then we were also kind of like, I mean, we had the event, we had the tour that he's always wanted to be involved with. And it was, yeah, it just, it benefited all of us. And it was beyond, beyond, beyond fun. They were so great. Like I, I had seen them again at Dog Yard, mm-hmm. uh, that Dog Yard Fest that just happened the other night, and I don't know. I hadn't seen him in like what five days, and I was just like, I missed you so much, <laughs> dude. You have no idea like what happens when you just like travel and perform, and because it's so emotional to yeah. perform too, and just like spending days on end with each other, it's really a bonding experience mm-hmm. and it happened in april with medium build and uh, with nikki c and his bandmate paul and it happened again this time so um yeah yeah <laughs> the best i love time. that do you have any like stories or like favorite moments that you'd like to share our favorite show for all of us was seattle it was at the high dive and everyone was just so professional. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that was Huss's first show with us on the tour because he was in Korea. And so he came um, after the Tacoma show. And I'm I was just watching Huss while he was playing on stage. And I was just like. I was in another world. I was like seeing him play like massive stages and my mind was just going so wild like what else can I do to continue to to boost him up because those guys were really helpful or were really thankful for my help booking that tour Mm -hmm. because they are they just felt like I mean I believe they're capable of it but Mm -hmm. they didn't feel like they were and so I'm like what else can I do to keep getting him on bigger stages Mm -hmm. and keep promoting him. And for me, that was really a moment, just his stage presence. St. Dion was one of our headliners for that Mm -hmm. show and Skatey P. They both live in Seattle now, but are both from Anchorage, Mm -hmm. born and raised, I believe. And so it was this Alaskan takeover night. Yeah. And it was just this dream come true kind of Mm -hmm. feeling, you know, um, St. Dion got on stage with us um, because they have a song together. And I just had big, I have huge dreams. And I, mm-hmm. and I just believe that we're all capable of so yeah. much. And so, I mean, that, that night, that whole night gave me chills. Zane mm-hmm. had his full band, um, his bandmates that mm-hmm. are from Oregon and Anchorage all came wow. to Seattle wow. for the show and that was the best that I've ever heard Zane sing (laughs) and the best stage presence that I've ever seen and um yeah I don't know that that whole show was yeah probably yeah my that was our favorite of the night or of the of the tour yeah that sounds like Mm. otherworldly almost (laughs) like I'm just like I'm I'm getting like chills like (laughs) like I don't know, by proxy. (laughs) It's crazy. 
Sometimes the world moves too quickly And I know it's not like the earth is turning slow I'm already gone But we both know I can't sleep alone Or at least I won't Boy, I really Doesn't hurt me Even though I know Where I'm gonna go I hope That you take me Seriously mad at me oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. which way is up in your eyes I hope I don't come down cause we're Dancing on the words we didn't get to say, and I hope that you take me seriously, and I hope that nobody stays mad at me. you take me seriously oh That was Dancing on the Words by Ashley Young, performed outside the Atme Studios. We'll have more of Rowie's conversation with Ashley after this short break. Alaska Teen Media Institute is looking for youth to join our team. As a youth producer, you can conduct interviews like the one you're listening to right now record voiceovers, help write scripts, and much more. And all of that is paid work. And get this, while we are based in Anchorage, you don't have to be there to work for us. A lot of work we do is done remotely. So if you are between the ages of 13 and 24 living in Alaska, go to alaskateammedia.org join. You can also email us at 
news at alaskateenmedia.org. Now, back to Roy's interview with Ashley Young. So you talked, um, mentioned very briefly actually earlier about community and building community. Mm -hmm. Could you talk maybe a little bit more about like the importance of community to you, maybe in music, but you know, however it works for you, what feels good? When I started music, I was in a community that wasn't as full of people who want to invest in each other for free, you know, because there there was a lot of expectation that um, there was always going to be an exchange of money. And the thing is, is of I of course believe that artists need to be paid what they right. deserve. Yeah. I never want this message to come off like stop charging for your art. Right. You know, but at this level when you know, when you find an opportunity to like exchange your time or your services in a way as long I mean if you can find a way that you can share it's really only going to benefit right. you. And what I find is that when greed gets involved, when people are like nickeling and diming each other, when we are poor artists <laughs> right now. Yeah, like, right, right, right. I talked about like getting help on that tour and expecting to lose money, but like breaking even. I have no money right now you know like (laughs) and all of us are in that position right now we just did have like one of the best experiences ever and what we would consider a very successful tour but we all have no money right Right, now (laughs) and so but we but we want to continue to create art Mm -hmm. so Huss has Huss wants to work with me because we're just great friends and he didn't have this expectation that I was going to be able to pay his studio fee. But mm-hmm. we're going to record an album in November. Oh and my gosh. I um, thankfully was um, I had applied for a grant. And even though he was expecting nothing from me, I'm going to be able to pay him wow. because of the grant that I got that's going to cover this project. I got a grant through Native Arts and Cultures Foundation Mm -hmm. to create a three to six track EP. Wow. But I, when I think about the way that Ron came to to photograph Mm -hmm. for free, and I, I mean, I couldn't believe that he would work as hard as Mm -hmm. as he did. I mean, he spared no quality. Right. He he didn't take fewer shots. Mm -hmm. He didn't say I'm just not going to do this night Mm because well I mean you guys aren't paying me anyway you know and and none of us were compromising on quality either or you know what we could all do for each other and so the way that I'm able to pay Huss back for what he wants to do for me in the studio was booking the tour Mm -hmm. and at every opportunity I can plugging him Mm -hmm. and you know because the other part of this is like I went on tour with these people because I fully believe in what we're all doing like when I met Zane and Huss it was at a show at the bunker December Mm -hmm. 2021 Mm -hmm. I hadn't lived here very long and I was just like 
okay, here's the good music in Anchorage yeah. because it had taken me a moment to kind of like sort through that like what I, you know, I was kind of no shade on bluegrass, but I was like being inundated by yeah. it, you know, yeah. just kind of that rural forward stuff. And I really was looking for, I mean, I don't hate that stuff, but I was looking for my community for mm. like my cohort here. And when I seen them play at the bunker, I was just like, here it freaking is. Mm -hmm. Zane, as a songwriter, as a performer, I mean, he was making videos and um, just cohesive visuals. Mm -hmm. And Huss had this just like really cool like way to use tracks on stage and now he's moving into this blended form where sometimes mm -hmm. he'll play guitar and we all inspire each other so much and um we just know that even though I'm not giving them money that what we are doing for each other is promoting mm -hmm. each other it yeah. is it we are furthering each other's careers by the work that we're putting in and um it so I think about like the Anchorage music scene like we're all holding hands yeah you know and I have this idea with like when Mickey C asked me to go on tour with him because he's like keep writing keep mm -hmm. doing this no matter what no matter I mean he's giving me a little foreshadowing like even if I go away yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah which he's now done but you know wow, yeah. like um he's like even if I go away like keep mm -hmm. working at this and so the way that I that I viewed this was like we're all holding hands in the Anchorage music scene but every once in a while we will just like take one person and like catapult them up you yeah. know and and the thing is, is it does take a lot of like energy to do that. But when one person from our community thrives, like everyone benefits. Yeah. So Nikki C getting national global attention right now. People are like, where's this fool from? Yeah. And they're looking at Anchorage, you know, yeah. and he's trying to boost us all up. I mean, he's gone on uh, he brought me on tour and really fought for that he has played shows with Rosie he's recorded songs with um, he has a song with Zane mm -hmm. Penny he's worked with Huss he's worked with Ed Washington mm -hmm. and so it it is that he really cares about this community and he knows that it's never to um yeah, it's 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 never to anyone's demise that he does well, you know, right. like him doing well is just only boosting all of us Yeah, yeah. very intentionally, too. Mm -hmm. And so I just I think if we all model after that, you know, as I grow and as all of them grow, we are all still being very careful to pay attention to our community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love that sentiment of like mm. just yeah I, I think you might have said like lifting each other up or I think you said catapulting yeah. actually <laughs> maybe a more like intense form of yeah. that but just kind of like being able to be there for each other and like when you get an opportunity sharing it with other people and not expecting you know it's not transactional I think yeah. is the word that you used 
Yeah, I want to continue to do that too. I'm going on another tour in the spring. Mm-hmm. I'm booking already. It'll be another West Coast leg. Yeah. And I'm going to bring Rosie Rush mm-hmm. with me. And she's another person that I'm just completely amazed by. And it's incredible to me that there are not that many people in Anchorage. Yeah. And yet I know that Zane Penny, Huss, Rosie Rush, I mean, the people that I've, the artists that I've deeply invested in lately are all going to do huge amazing things and like the list doesn't stop there right you know but i we all really genuinely believe in each other yeah so and sometimes more than we believe in ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it's like you're gonna do good because i said so (laughs) because i believe in you i love that that you're all just like friends and like lift each other up catapult each other if you will (laughs) um kind of taking a hard right turn here um what would you say, if you have one, is your first, like, memory of music? Was music, like, a big thing in your family growing up? Or your I, household? I was an only child, and music was a way that I kept myself entertained. Mm-hmm. My parents worked a lot, and it was really just... I mean, it was around. My parents were both just kind of, like, radio kind of passive Mm -hmm. music listeners um my grandma would play like really loud like gospel while Mm -hmm. while she's cleaning and things like that you know and and my parents both can sing Mm -hmm. and my gram would sing a lot too but I really think it was something that I just kind of took interest in by myself Mm -hmm. like my earliest memory of being interested in singing was my first best friend in kindergarten her name was phyllis and she and her family had like the best karaoke machine Mm -hmm. it would like play the music video behind the words nice and so we were just like pretending to be little pop stars all the time (laughs) i love that (laughs) and when I wasn't with her, I would be like performing like my bed was the stage mm-hmm. and all of my toys were my audience yeah. on the floor. And yep. I had like this, like the demo button on my keyboard and uh-huh, I, I uh-huh. still have that keyboard yeah. too. Oh <laughs> I can gosh. never get rid of it because yeah. I still remember all those melodies so well because yeah. there's like four demos and yeah. I would just keep making up songs to them, you know, just like mm-hmm. making up words and dances and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you were a pop star. Yeah, I was. A, I was. Yeah. And I'm still waiting on someone to give me my, fr- you know, like the microphone that just like goes over. It's like a, attached to your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so you don't mm-hmm. have to hold one. The Britney Spears. Yes. Yeah. Like I am waiting. Yeah. So someday someone's going <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, patiently like. <laughs> when's it going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Phyllis and I were singing a lot. I mean, a lot of the, that was like, um. 99 2000 2001 mm-hmm. and we were singing a lot of um like j-lo backstreet boys and yep. sync stevie wonder michael jackson whitney houston things like that and it was just it was a lot of like r&b soul pop yeah. a lot of the stuff that you tend to draw from now yeah yeah i guess i 
um, kind of that probably does have a lot to do with yeah <laughs> with starting that way. Um, but my my mom at that age she was listening to a lot of like country music too, mm-hmm. and so that also was I guess for her it was like country. Shania Twain was like really big for mm-hmm. me growing up, and um, and my dad was listening to a lot of like seventies and eighties, you know, um, I guess pop hits. He he introduced me to one of my top favorite artists, um, Paul Simon. I love is, Paul Simon. Yeah, I have a Graceland poster up in my you room do? right now. I do. Big time for me. Still crazy after all these years is one of my top ten <gasps> albums so good yeah i can literally hear the song in my head right now (laughs) so good my grandpa actually my grandpa introduced me to paul simon yeah um he is like a pretty like that kind of genre of people it's like kind of grandpa music but it's like love it so good my brother and i will jam out to it and we'll Mm -hmm. be like this reminds me of our grandpa yeah so good. i love paul simon i love paul simon simon and garfunkel too i love their stuff i did a lot more solo paul a mm-hmm. lot more solo paul for me growing up but um i'm not a hater or anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a, like a sorry i'm just like i love paul yeah. simon is there like a paul simon song that you really resonate with or is like your favorite the track off of i mean the the title track of still crazy mm-hmm. um oh i met my old lover <sighs> on the street last night i love that song mm-hmm. but um also like I guess I have a funny story about 50 ways to leave your lover. Yeah. Too. Um, when I was in kindergarten, or no, it was preschool, there Ooh. was this boy in my class, Gus. And this was in Anchorage. And I don't remember what your last name is, Gus. But if your name's Gus <laughs> and you think that you went to preschool with me, this is. I like... remember you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, he totally had a crush on me. Mm-hmm. Gus did. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I did not like Gus back, but <gasps> no. he wouldn't get out. He wouldn't stay out of my personal <sighs> bubble. Okay. And like, I don't remember anyone teaching me to like have like autonomy at that mm-hmm. age. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know where I got this from and maybe they were, but I was like, every time that like, I want you to get away, I'm going to say, hop on the bus, Gus. Because, <laughs> you know, oh <laughs> hop on the bus, Gus. Make a new plan, Stan. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to be coy, Roy. So, <laughs> so I'd be like, every time I say that, it means get away. <laughs> hop on the bus, Gus. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's very, like, I feel like that's something that I would do when I was, like, also in preschool. <laughs> That's a, I love that. But also so such, spunky. A, such a good song, though, yeah. too. Yeah, she yeah, She said, it's really not my habit to intrude. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, I hope my meaning. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, I love Paul Simon. <laughs> I need to, I've been listening to a lot of, this is also, side note, I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift recently. <laughs> um, and uh, all of Muna. Um, but I like I've been wanting to like get back into Paul Simon and yeah. actually like Stevie Wonder and yeah. um, if you like Paul Simon, I think you'd really like um, man. I actually don't know how to pronounce this person's name. Why don't you give it your best try? Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, having no. her read it right now. L- uh, yeah, I don't know. Labby, la- okay. Sifra? We're we're gonna spell it. 
L A B I S I F F R E. I really just need to figure that out because like every time I refer to this artist that I really admire, I it don't know. It sounds almost French and I know French, but I don't it may be. Cifre? So ooh. Ooh, I like that. If ooh La Cifre. Oh my god. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. So the album that I really love from him is called Crying Laughing, Loving Lying. And uh, the first song I found was just like fed to me through Spotify. It's called Canic Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of the warmth and the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I think like, yeah, the era is very close to yeah. like that Paul Simon that we love. Yeah. So you might really like that. Yeah. Um, I'll include it on the playlist that I send you later. Yay! <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay. Well, I'm, I was about to be like, well, I need to write this down. But <laughs> since I'm just being sent a playlist, this is perfect. Um, what would you say is your favorite aspect of being a musician? Connection. Mm-hmm. There's so many different forms of being able to connect while creating and performing music I get to connect with myself Mm -hmm. get to know myself on a deeper level Mm -hmm. which I never knew what was actually I mean it took me until I started writing my own music to figure that out Mm -hmm. so for years my main love of performing was connecting with my audience yeah you know it um there was the last band that I was in in Boise was called Juice and we called it we call the genre soul party. Mm-hmm. So it's very kind of like funk inspired, neo soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was very like lively and energetic. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of getting people out of their shells. And, you know, I mean, just, um, I love finding ways to emotionally move people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a form of connection, as a form of, helping other people heal and which is the main reason why since I started writing my own music I've started to become like so vulnerable with Mm -hmm. the way that I write and yeah so the two songs that I yeah performed for you guys today that were unreleased are thank you so much for doing that by (laughs) the way they're they're my latest that I'm working on and and um, they're a little bit of like, it's kind of a, con- they're kind of controversial songs. If you listen to them, um, one is called Secrets. And it's something that I think a lot of people are afraid to be open about mm-hmm. is um, having an affinity for someone that like you shouldn't have. Yeah. And when I, write and perform about I guess like I don't know if you really want to call that controversial but controversial Mm -hmm. things like that it's not to glamorize that kind of behavior Mm -hmm. but more to just be an example of being honest and um, kind of letting people know that they can be human um, that like you know it's kind of, it was kind of an admittance to unethical tendencies mm. you know and and it, and it's be- it's because it's something that i'm reflecting on and trying to grow through not not something that i'm trying to say like hey it's cool to <laughs> to do to, right. to act like that mm-hmm. because i don't actually mm-hmm. like believe that it is right 
but like the feelings that developed were it wasn't intentional mm-hmm. you know and I I think and it's a part of like why I journal a lot is that it's really important to be honest with yourself about the feelings that you have mm-hmm. and confront them and so music has brought me a lot of healing and every time that I've had anyone come up to me and say that they were able to be more vulnerable with themselves yeah because of a song that I performed mm-hmm. I'm just like this is why I do it yeah you know yeah at Ock Rock someone was um telling me that one of the songs or that I, I, when I was performing phony mm-hmm. my one of my songs from my EP that they were just like I just want to I just I'm going through a breakup right now I just broke up with my partner and like this song just made me sob and Mm -hmm. I'm not out here trying to make people cry but I but I am really what I know that what I experience when I hear songs that like resonate with me and feel familiar like I'm able to make growth I hear that and I I discover something about myself. And so, I mean, I've gotten that from so much music and I never expected to be able to like write music that would move people like that. But it's pretty amazing that like it can happen. Yeah. You You also, um, this is like a personal thing that I resonated with, Mm -hmm. which is in your song, uh, Dancing on Dancing on the Woods. Mm -hmm. Um, that you performed um there's a line in the chorus that uh goes um and i hope that nobody stays mad at me mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god <laughs> i relate that so much yeah and that's i think one of my favorite songs of yours yeah. um but it's just uh i think it also resonates for a lot of people particularly and i don't want to get necessarily too far into this but particularly for women particularly for native women um where it's like you kind of you you almost feel like an obligation to stay demure i guess Mm. is like the best word that i can think of where you're like i don't know i i I just really resonated with that and i'm really glad that you put that into words i think thank you yeah 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 that that was really just about kind of like being vilified for a decision that I'd made mm-hmm. and it's like I know you're mad now but yeah. you know I hope I hope you don't hold it against mm-hmm. me you know because it is kind of a lot of weight to bear when you are advocating for yourself mm-hmm. and I wanted to be working against the fear of that perpetual anger yeah yeah Yeah. i definitely yeah definitely really resonated Mm -hmm. with me and then you also mentioned the song phony Mm -hmm. that when i listened to it i was like oh my god (laughs) whoa (laughs) just hit me like a brick to the face (laughs) yeah you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you so much for that um but i definitely like see where that person was coming from where it was just kind of like (gasps) just so i think i not to get fangirly or anything <laughs> over here. Don't want to do that. But I think you're an incredible songwriter. Thank you. Um, and I'm really, really excited to see, like, 
what you make in the future. I'm Thank really, you. yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> I'm you so much. so excited. And I also, um, I guess this kind of leads into my next and final question, which is you mentioned making a song with Ed Washington mm -hmm. and then also perform or recording an EP and doing a tour with Rosie Rush. Rush. Mm -hmm. Um, the question I had was, what are your plans for the future? But are you like, is that is that just what you have going on so far? Is that like, are you planning on just like just making more music? Are you mm -hmm. planning on organizing more tours? Like what's going on with you, I guess? I have enormous dreams. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, and like I always have huge ideas. And then I always just like to start to break them down into like bite sized chunks, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. so. Do I want to perform like for the rest of my life? Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to keep singing forever because it makes me really happy and it's really something I have done my entire life. And um, but w one one thing I could speak to is that I, uh, you know, aside from yes, I'm gonna tour. I have like some. I'm gonna keep recording music. I have some upcoming projects, but I want whatever I do to continue to benefit. Alaska. Mm -hmm. I came back here with like very little intention or idea if, if Alaska was the right place for me to be creating music. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of thought it would be like a pit stop on mm -hmm. my way to, a, you know, a music capital. Mm -hmm. And what happened is that I was just like welcomed with open arms. Yeah. And what I realized after getting plugged in is there is so much amazing talent here yeah and I only want to do like everything I can to continue to uplift Alaska and get cool artists to come here and you know I mean I'm a good grant writer and mm -hmm. if if I can take on a role where I'm you know, working with organizations who are trying to further, yeah, like the scene here to grow the scene here. Like I want to be involved. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had within the last year this contemplation, even with all of that conviction to support Alaska on my heart. The question in my mind after my first tour with Nick was, "Do I need to leave?" in order to like have a successful career and what I kind of realized was Nick is is an amazing artist he's doing really cool things and he's con really connected where mm -hmm. he where he went back to because he's lived there and he has friends there and he still loves Alaska and it tears him to shreds to yeah. have left and what I was doing though was comparing um and in no like negative way just like modeling after him like okay cool so this is what he's doing and so this is what maybe I should aim for because I'm just so like goal oriented yeah I was comparing our careers too much when I realized mm. like I'm an Alaskan native woman right I'm indigenous to where right. I am I want my career to ultimately up uplift indigenous language learners mm. like that's that's my dream platform and um, also just like Alaskan musicians. And lately I've had kind of these like brainstorms about like finding my way into rural communities and yeah. 
um, finding like songwriters there or people that just like want to get performance experience mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like trying to create opportunity yeah. for them, especially if they're indigenous, but really just this state, this state, yeah. is, like this place is my home. And mm-hmm. when I was contemplating leaving, it's like, yeah, I could leave and I could be successful doing that or I could be on home base and I know that I will I'll never be without mm-hmm. I'll I'll always have support and love and happiness here mm-hmm. and so my idea is that I just want to go all in yeah and just like yeah really be so be so much a part of this scene mm-hmm. and because I love it here. Yeah. I yeah. love I love everyone that I've met and connected with since coming back in 2021. It's amazing to me what's happened in such a short amount mm-hmm. of time. Yeah. And it just feels right. Yeah. I wow. That's so thank you so much for sharing that. Um that was all I had. Is there anything that you wanted to add anything you wanted to plug anything anything at all it's just on your mind no I mean we covered the bases because you know just look out for the single that Ed and I will be releasing and um when can we expect that I'm hoping for um before winter officially starts okay okay but we you know we'll see I'm not in a rush for it um we're we're well through the process i think we've now laid down everything we need to record and so like you know we should be set for like maybe maybe december 1st or something nice definitely we'll (laughs) we'll look out for that on your socials (laughs) and thank you so much for being here it's been an absolute pleasure (laughs) um and that's it what I'm trying to be You're joking You don't have much to say to me Right now I can feel you rise You look to me though She's nearby And she's watching Can you imagine honesty you're hoping you don't have to change a thing you got her heart and you still want mine and you touch my ribs though she's nearby and she's watching us look happy it's all illusions that she's seeing I can't be something that you're willing to hide And she can't be something that 
you cast aside till you are ready till you are ready oh That was Cast Aside by Ashley Young, performed outside our studio. If you go to our website, alaskateammedia.org, you can see videos of Ashley playing the songs from this episode. Check the episode description for direct links. You've been listening to Zoom Room, a production of Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music is by Kendrick Whiteman, with additional music from Devin Schreckengost. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denida people, whose lands we work on. Many thanks to supporters of our podcast. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like ATME. Just go to patreon.com slash Alaska Teen Media. You can also help out by subscribing to rating, or writing reviews of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all sorts of updates. For Alaska Team Media Institute, I'm AGM Bao. Thanks for listening. <laughs>